Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you in First Word this morning. As we kick off the new year, new season, I'm looking forward to what's going to take place this year. We're going to see some exciting things in this church this year. I believe that with all of my heart. We're going to start a new series over the next few weeks. And the title of our series is going to be His Way Over My Way. His Way Over My Way. And we're going to dive into this over the course of the next few weeks. And we're going to talk about stewardship. Now, before you all start panicking and reaching for the exits and grabbing parachutes, just hold on. Stewardship encompasses a lot of things. You can take your money, you can take your hand off your wallet right now. Stewardship, we're going to talk about three key areas where stewardship is important in your life, and that's your time, your talent, and your treasure. Those are going to be three areas that we are going to turn a microscope on over the course of the next few weeks, and we're going to dive into and begin to look and see how that applies to your life. And it's not, remember, it's His way over my way. Living for God, serving God, having a walk with God is all about Him increasing in my life and me decreasing. And so we're going to look at some things that can help His blessings flow in our life. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed in my life. I want God's favor on my family, on my children. And we're going to look at some things that we can do in our lives that are going to propel us into that relationship with Him. Now, for whatever reason, the printer was possessed this morning. It would not recognize my phone. I could not get it to talk to my phone. So I'm going to be teaching this off of my phone this morning. I'm a note guy. I like pages, but today I'm going to be scrolling. So if, if I look a little bit out of place, I'm trying to look at something this size instead of what I normally have with me. So bear with me. We've heard it said over and over the last several years by Pastor Paul that I'd rather do things God's way than my way. That has over and over and over been said, and it, is, it has become a, a cry, if you will, or a theme of this church. I want to do things God's way, not my way. And so when we begin to look at stewardship, the first thing I want to just point out here is by definition, stewardship means the conducting, supervising, or managing of something, especially the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. We've been called and given certain things that we are told to take very good care of. And this morning, we're going to start this series by talking about time. Time is a unique thing. Um, when we talk about being a steward of your time, you know, that, that, that becomes a kind of a tricky thing because for some of us, you manage time very, very well. And for others, it, it's, it's, you don't necessarily go by your day planner. You kind of... You roll with whatever the day brings. Some of you are meticulous in how you manage your time, and others, I know I got an appointment at 8 o'clock, 
and then I've got to be somewhere at 3 o'clock. I've got a gap in here, and life just tends to happen. And it doesn't matter whether or not you really are, are that person that has everything written down to, this, to the minute. Life happens, and time has a way of getting away from you. So I don't expect by the time we get through this you to just have your every hour of the day planned out. But I hope that I can give you some, some things to where we put some priorities on some time slots in our life. Managing our time, that is the hardest thing for me personally to grasp. I struggle with living by a day planner. I struggle with living by, 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 by a calendar on my phone. Yes, I'll, I'll get the key dates and the things. But as far as time, handling, managing, you're looking at somebody, I work at managing my time. And when it comes to my time and it comes to living with God, I, I've just developed this principle and this habit. I give him the first fruits of my tithes and my offering. I'm going to give him the first part of my day. If you're like me and you struggle with certain, you know, if, if I say I'm going to find time sometime today to spend time with God, I'm going to find time at some point to spend time in prayer. I'm going to find time somewhere along the way to, to devote some time where I'm putting the word in my life and I'm, I'm spending time reading the word. If I do not set a time, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to get busy in my day. I'm going to get carried on in my day. And I'm going to miss out on building my walk and my relationship with God. If you are ever, hear me, if you are ever going to be what God desires for you to be in his kingdom, you are going to have to spend time with him. This is about your relationship with God leading into other areas of your life. Remember last week I told you when we were talking about closing out the new year that ministry will never take the place of relationship. Your ministry in this local church should be a byproduct of your relationship with God. And when we, when we get so busy in, in, in this other stuff that we don't, and we neglect time to spend with Him, then I'm getting the cart before the horse, so to speak. And so, with that, I've got to make sure that I devote some time, a set time, for my walk with God every day. I'm going to manage my time. For me, and, and your life is going to be different. You manage your time. You've been entrusted with that time. We don't know how long it is. Scripture says that, that, that we don't know, you know the time, the number of years or days that we have. But we've been given an allotted time. You're going to have to figure out where you can plug in time with the Lord. For me, it's going to be first thing in the morning. Because I've just, for, for, for my life, okay, it's easy for me to adopt the, this principle of first fruits. He gets the first of, he gets the first of the tithe. He gets the first of my time. I'm going to start my day with prayer because I believe it sets the tone for my entire day. 
I'm going to set my day. I'm going to start it with being in the Word because I feel like those things prepare me for what I'm going to face for the day. That's how I manage my time. I'm not telling you I'm the template on exactly how to do this. I'm telling you that's, that is what I have found for me. If you struggle with, with, with time management, you might ought to adopt that principle. It works. Trust me. I don't have it all together. I promise you. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says this, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. We're told that there is a time. There's a time for your life. You don't know the day or the hour. I don't know the day or the hour. I don't know how long that you have, nor do you know how long I have. But we've been given a block of time. And in that time, that lifespan, the most important thing that I can do is forge my relationship with God. How that relationship goes is going to affect every other aspect of my life. I'm going to have to take the time that I've been given and I'm going to have to manage it carefully. I will say this, it does not matter if you're rich, it doesn't matter if you're poor, you can always give time. I want that to sink in for a minute. It does not matter how rich you are, nor does it matter how poor you are. You can always give of your time. I'm going to give of my time in several key areas. I'm going to give of my time to God for my time, and I'm going to devote my time to others. And those are the two areas we're going to focus on when it comes to your time with God. That's, that's where I settle in and I began to build my relationship. And he and I have time to talk. How many of you have ever ran into somebody and they're an acquaintance? And when you run into them, there's the, the, there's the exchange of pleasantries. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I hadn't seen you in forever, and, and you, it's, it's almost as if, you know, you're the best of friends, and you walk away, and you say, well, we're going to stay in touch, but you never stay in touch. Anybody had any of those connections in your life? How do you build that relationship and that friendship if you meet, you exchange pleasantries, and then you go on about your life, and they go on about their life, and you never build or forge a relationship. That's not a relationship. That's an acquaintance. A true relationship, a true friendship is built when you spend time and you invest yourself with someone and they in return invest themselves in you. That is the relationship that God wants. When he created man in the garden, he would come into the garden and he would talk with Adam. They began to build a relationship. The whole purpose of man being created was relationship. And so I would tell you, if the first 
thing that was created between man and God was created for relationship, then the first thing that I need to be working on in my life is relationship with him. We often say in the church that it's God, family, others. The God part of that is your relationship with him. Well, God, I want to be saved. I, I, I need you to forgive me for my sins. And, and we, we, we repent of our sins and we're baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. But my question to you is, what have you done with your time? Is it spent developing a relationship with him or is it used more in the area of we're more of an acquaintance passing and talking? Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 and 16 says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. This verse right here is emphasizing the importance of using and managing your time. Make the most of your time. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38 through 42 says this, Now it came to pass as they went, this being Jesus and his disciples, that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about by much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she should help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not, notice this, be taken away from her. What he was telling them, he comes to the house of Mary and Martha. Jesus is there. And Martha is so worried with taking care of others. I've got to, I've got to take this and I've got to do this and, and my time's precious here and I've got to make sure this is done and that's done. While Mary sees the moment and she says, I'm going to spend as much time as I can at his feet. And Martha doesn't understand this concept because Martha is involved in, in, in activity of life and in ministry and in all this other stuff. And she's, she's hustling and bustling while Mary is stepping back and saying, wait, before I can get, before I can get this other stuff, I've got to have, my, I, I got to have some time with him. And Martha couldn't grab, Martha got upset about that because she says, you know, I don't understand I'm doing all this while she's over here sitting at the feet of Jesus. In that moment, I want to ask you, who had the stronger relationship with the master? The one at his feet or the one that was so busy that she couldn't even take time hardly to spend any time with him when he was at her home? That's a common, that's a common scenario in life. Um... We're coming off the holiday season. 
for some of you, for most of you, okay, for all of you, <laughs> having everybody come to your house to celebrate the holidays is an awesome time, but it is a stressful time. Because in that moment, you're not thinking relationship. You're thinking, i got to feed all these people. Even the ones, even the in-laws that I never do anything right for, I've got to take care of them, and I've got to put my best foot forward, and we've got, to, we've got to, you know, coexist for a few hours together, and it becomes about getting everything done. And we are a serving church, and we're a serving people, and I believe that you should be. But understand what comes first. I've got to manage my time with him. I can't pour into others if he hasn't poured something into me. The most frustrating thing you will do in your life and in your ministry is try to pour into people when you are empty. And so in order for that to happen, in order for me to be what God wants in my life, I've got to have time with him. And that means that there are going to be times when I shut everything else out. And it's me and it's God. Because everything that I do, I got to make sure he's ordered my steps. How are you going to be the best person you can be in life? In your job, to your family, to your spouse? If he hasn't spent any time ordering your steps and pouring, in, pouring into you, it's relationship. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 says this, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, where, where do I start by putting... The kingdom first. Where, 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 where does that fall? Well, it's relationship. Calvary was about redeeming mankind. Calvary was about fixing a broken relationship that sin had destroyed. Man falls in the garden. He's separated from God. That's why the veil was torn from the top to the bottom when Christ died on the cross was because there was no longer a veil that separated the glory of God from men. It was about relationship. Just like when God created Adam in the garden, it was about relationship. So my walk with God, my relationship with God has got to be priority. It has to have a continual place in my life. It's got to be something that I devote time to. It has to be something that I make sure there is time for in my life. The second area of good stewardship that we're going to spend some time on this morning is others. Serving others. Being, a, being, being youth in areas for others. Now, when we say that, the first thought in many of us, I don't like this thing. It keeps scrolling when I don't want it to scroll. 
the first thing we think about when we think about others is our community, our areas of the church that we plug into in ministry, those things. But I want to tell you something that really got a hold of me as I was looking and studying for this. God created man, and then he created his helpmate. Many, many times we say, God, family, church. But going into this new year, going into a new, a new area where we're wanting to grow our lives in Christ, I want, to say, I want to submit to you this. It should be your relationship with God. And if you're married, it should be your relationship with your spouse. And then it should be your family and trickle down. The family was a byproduct of Adam and Eve's relationship. You're not going to be effective serving others if you and your spouse don't serve each other. If you're fighting and fussing and mad at the world, you're not going to be effective in reaching the other areas that God needs you to reach in ministry. Because you were first called to manage this, your walk with God, your relationship with your spouse, your family, and then you begin to branch out. So if you're, if you're new to all, to, to, to all of this, and you're building a relationship with God, and you say, where, 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 do I, where do I devote my time? You need to work on building a relationship with Him first. And then you need to start working on those relationships closest to you. And I'll move into those areas. We have too many people that want to be involved in ministry and reaching their world and they can't stand the person that they live with in the house. There's no, there's no harmony in the home. There's no peace in the home. There's no love in the home. And, and, and yet we say, well, we're, 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 we're reaching our world. We're being used. I love God. God loves me. I love people. But understand this, you have a scripture you have to deal with. My Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It's going to get quiet, but, and, and we'll talk about marriage and relationships later on, but when you're talking about managing and being a steward of your time, you need to make time to spend with your spouse. Just as much as you need to make time that you spend with your devotion to God in prayer and in reading the word. If those relationships are not your key focus in your life above everything else, you need to back up and you need to reorganize some priorities in your life. That relationship, and it's more, hear me, it's more than the physical connection of a husband and a wife. When was the last time you sat down over coffee and you talked and you spent time building a relationship and communicating and devoting some time to your relationship? 
Well, I'm reaching my world. I'm busy reaching others. I'm busy investing myself in the greatest relationship that you can invest yourself into outside of your personal walk with God is the relationship you have with your spouse. Well, we're busy raising children. We're busy, we're busy doing the parent aspect of life. We're busy devoting ourselves to our kids and providing for your kids. That's great. But God didn't give Adam and Eve a whole bunch of kids when he built that relationship. The kids were the byproduct of that relationship. Understand me, I'm not saying neglect your family. But mom and dad, you're only going to be as effective in ministry with your family. They're going to see your relationship and how you treat one another and how you act in the home far greater than anything you're going to sit down and tell them. What you live before them is the thing that they're going to remember the most. So when you're making time, and we're talking about being a steward of your time, you cannot afford not to spend time together. Show your kids what a happy marriage looks like. If you don't have small kids in the home, you're a grandparent, show your, show your grandchildren what it's like to have a healthy relationship as you grow in life. Maybe, 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 maybe you don't have any children in your family. It's you and your spouse. You know what? That's where I can step in and I can show others the benefits of having spent time and having a healthy relationship. We talk about time, managing time, spending time, how we invest our time. We've got to get the hierarchy right as we begin to reach for our world. My family must, must have time. My relationship with God has got to be first. I want to be a man that has said that he lived life well. I told you last week part of, part of living life well and finishing life well is that you instill in another generation. The, the, the mantle of ministry passes from one generation to another generation and another. The things I put time and priority on in my life are going to be the things that are passed down to my children. And hear me, we're, we're hitting the ground running. We're going wide open. But if I neglect my walk with him, my relationship with him, and I neglect my relationship with my spouse, that trickles down to my kids. I'm too busy. I'm involved in this, that, and the other my kids are going to resent the fact that dad never and mom never devoted time to them. You see, when we start talking about managing time, 
my time, my talent, my treasure. You giving of yourself is more than what you put in an offering plate. And many times we look at the giving aspect as just being that. But if I'm going to follow him, I'm going to be giving in other areas. Now, now, he said, seek ye first what? The kingdom. Not ministry, the kingdom. Who's the kingdom? He's the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom. When I start seeking him, and I make him the number one thing in my life, and I began to invest time in the other areas of my life, in the relationships that God didn't just, didn't just speak in it. He created, he formed. He said, I'm going to give the man a woman. I'm going to make them a, I'm going to make them a husband and wife. I'm going to create that relationship. The children are going to be a byproduct. When you start investing the things and putting your time in things that are God's priority, the, the, the reaping and the benefit of that is a healthy, happy marriage. It's great relationships with your kids. It's a, it's a close, developed relationship and walk with God. And when you begin to invest yourself in others, it's a carryover. It's a carryover. Well, I want, I want, to, I want to serve others. I want, I want to be like Matthew 5 and 16 where it says, Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You should want that. But my question to you are, is, are you investing your time into the right areas? Because I can't pour all my time into others. And neglect my relationship with God. I can't pour myself into others and neglect my spouse. That's a that's a that's a dangerous area to go to. And I'm not I'm not trying to make it all about relationships, but I, I feel this this morning, and I'm just going. I'm just going to tell you what I feel. If you're investing yourself over here in, in in your job and in life with all these other areas, and you don't take time to invest in your spouse, you're setting yourself up for moral failure. You have got to be a steward of your time. One thing I want to point out to you is, and maybe it's starting to kind of click, but when I said some of us, it's tough to live by the day planner because life is constantly happening. But when we're talking about these kinds of things, investing yourself in a relationship with God, investing time with your spouse, investing time with your children. Those should not be something that I have to pull my day planner out and decide whether or not I'm going to do that. And when those relationships are in order and I begin to plug myself into the local church and I begin to find my areas of ministry and reaching to others and investing and serving others, then it begins to, to be a, a flow. 
I may have to write, Brother Moss, on my calendar that, that coming up on the 20th is going to be the, the, the meat eater small group at my house. I want to make sure that I've got all that together so that when those folks show up for that group, um, there's food there. And we're not looking at a cardboard pizza at a meat eaters group. You know, you don't serve cheese pizza. When your name is meat eaters, you don't serve cheese pizza and salad, okay? There are certain aspects that I want to make sure that I'm devoting my time to based on my calendar. Am I making sense here? But there are some things that I should be devoting time to, and it should be second nature. Those things take priority every day. Every day. I may have to start setting some time aside to allot for some certain things when it comes to if I've neglected some relationships, if I've gotten too busy in some areas. You may have to pull back and, and say, okay, we're going to devote some, we're gonna vote some time to, to prayer in my home. We're going to devote some time to me spending time in the Word. And I may have to step back and say, you know what, there's an hour, there, there's an hour a day here. We're me and you, babe, we're going to go and we're going to sit down and we're going to have a cup of coffee and we're going to talk. Maybe 30 minutes, whatever. We're going to start building relationship. But those things should become second nature. Me and Brother Moss like to go fishing. We don't go all the time. Because he's busy investing himself. I'm busy trying to invest myself. Do we have it perfect? No. But I'm trying. As we begin this series, His way over my way, I've got to start with the relationships that He created from the very beginning. Well, I want to, I want to operate in apostolic authority. I want to see, um, I want to see God use me I want to be plugged in. I, I, want, I want God to work in my life. Then you need to start setting some time aside for the things of God. We talk about time so very often. So very often. It's about how we pour ourselves into other areas. But my question is, those relationships that were established from the beginning, are we pouring our time into those areas? Well, you're saying that I ought to be all about me and my family and nobody else. No, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm saying you ought to be about the relationships that God put in your life. Those take precedence. And then I'm investing myself in others. There's a reason that I believe that God would tell Samuel and those old prophets to take their horn of oil and fill it. Because he wanted me to be able to use it for an illustration this morning. He didn't give them a water hose with an endless supply and say, okay, open the thing wide open. We're going to pour anointing and ministry out. Just He said, you take a horn of oil, fill it, and you go find a man. And you pour it on them. 
Well, what happened when he got through with the empty horn? He had to go back and fill it again. That was the prophet's horn. That was Samuel's horn when he got to go anoint David that the Lord told him, he said, take your horn of oil and fill it. And Samuel poured out on David. But something had to be put inside of Samuel. I can't pour out if nothing's being poured in. Okay? He pours into me with my relationship with him. My wife pours into me with my relationship with her. My children pour into me with the relationships and the time that I give them. And when I get ready to reach for others, there's a flow that flows through me. Well, I don't know if I I believe all that. I think I can just have my relationship with God and everything's going to be fine. My Bible says that unless you become as a little child, how do you get get that? I can tell you right now, I've got little ones at the house, and they can melt my heart quicker than anything. That little sleeping beauty right there that's being held by Mama Sherry, she can look at me. And she can smile, and she can wreck my world. I can come in and be having the worst day possible. And when I walk in the house, I hear, Daddy! And Abby, uh, Mimi's going to wrap me in the biggest hug that she can muster. What's she doing? She's pouring into me. And when I reach it out and I begin to touch others, the love and compassion that I get from those relationships and the prompting of the Spirit of God allows me to pour into other situations in my life. I hope that makes sense today. I know it's a little bit different take on managing your time. But so often, so often, we make time about duty and obligation and we don't make it about developing and building relationship and God said I want relationship what was he telling Saul and I'm hurrying I know I've got just a couple minutes I believe it's blurry but that's what it looks like what was Paul what was the prophet telling David when he said obedience is better than sacrifice. What was he saying? If you look at Saul's life, Saul would look at Samuel in that moment of his greatest blunder, and he would say, well, let's turn aside and worship your God. You read, you read that account. That's that, that, those were his words. Well, let's turn aside and we'll worship your God. Turn aside with me for the sake of the people and we'll worship your God. What Samuel was trying to tell Saul was, Saul, this is about relationship. And you've gotten so busy being king that you failed to put time into me. You failed to put time in relationship with me. And Saul, not only that, is you failed to put relationship and, and time into your family. And so now you're making the biggest blunder of your, uh, of your life. 
because you were so busy in these other areas. And so this year, I want to be a good steward of my time with Him, with my family, with my church. Because I want to see revival. And I want to reach hurting people. And I want to reach broken people. And I want to pour into their lives. Stand with me this morning. Lord, I want your way over my way. I want you to have precedence, precedence in 2024 over my life. God, I'm asking that you would touch us this morning. I'm asking that you would minister to us. And just let your words sink in our hearts. I ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. We're going to take a quick 10-minute break. Thank you so much for being here for First Word. We're going to take a 10-minute break, and we'll start our main service. God bless.